إن الإسلام بدأ غريبا وسيعود غريبا كما بدأ فطوبى للغرباء بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها المزمل قم الليل إلا قليلا نصفه أو انقص منه قليلا أو زد عليه ورتل القرآن ترتيلا إنا سنلقي عليك قولا ثقيلا إن ناشئة الليل هي أشد وطأ وأقوى مقيلا إن لك في النهار سبحا طويلا واذكر اسم ربك وتبتل إليه تبتيلا رب المشرق والمغرب لا إله إلا هو فاتخذه وكيلا واصبر على ما يقولون وهجرهم هجرا جميلا وذرني والمكذبين أولي النعمة ومهلهم قليلا إن لدينا أنكالا وجحيما وطعاما ذا غصة وعذابا أليما يوم ترجف الأرض والجبال وكانت الجبال كثيبا مهيلا إنا أرسلنا إليكم رسولا شاهدا عليكم شاهدا عليكم كما أرسلنا إلى فرعون رسولا فعصى فرعون الرسول فأخذناه أخذا وبيلا فكيف تتقون إن كفرتم يوما يجعل الولدان شيبا السماء منفطر به كان وعده مفعولا إن هذه تذكرة فمن شاء اتخذ إلى ربه سبيلا. I just want to say I really love this episode, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't give you credit much, yeah. but your storytelling with you know incorporating it to like whatever we're going through right now. Yeah. For now, I'll give it to Appreciate you. that. Appreciate that. For now, my flowers. Give me flowers. Yeah. Jimmy Butler this episode. Yeah. Carrying them whenever you eat. Damn, you think you're carrying me? It's <laughs> okay. You're a killer Martin. Killer Martin. Okay, I'll be your own dog. I'll be your own dog. Yeah, well, this, this episode is very good, mashallah. It's mm-hmm. um, one that I can really reflect on. You know, yeah. Finally, you're involved in this one. Because the last couple of episodes are stories, oh. right? Yeah, uh, but I was in. Uh, I was a spectator mode. Last two episodes, yeah. three episodes, three episodes in a row. The last three episodes, I was in spectator mode. Yeah. I was just chilling. <laughs> I had my questions, and that's it. <laughs> now I'm finally back, guys. <laughs> I need to welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, slave of most wives. I'm here, guys. <laughs> but at least I did the the reciting. 
that was my only that was my only way <laughs> my only time you know, to shine. You, you actually it was you're getting some pretty nice feedback though I know. You know what's funny, bro? I was, I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> You're scared of those, those scary comments, huh? Yeah. But you know what? Mm. Have to walk away. It's okay. Yeah. Which is the topic today. You didn't have to tell them the topic. You're oh, supposed damn. to find out. Is it? So, yeah. Whatever you guys we got spoiled. Sorry, so. guys. But. There's more to it. I mean, it's not just a lot of great stories. Mm. Like he usually does. Thank you. And um, <laughs> it's not even my story. That's a funny thing. It's just stories from saying, the Quran. I know, but I'm just saying, like, you're ta- no, you have some pretty good story, personal mm-hmm. stories, you know. It's a way to like put it together, yeah, and like incorporate it. It's always it's not about mm-hmm. the story. It's about how you incorporate the story to your point. Mm-hmm. Okay, good job. Thank you. So yeah, um, hope you guys enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back with some more next week like we always are inshallah please leave a comment please like please subscribe and give us feedback we're paying attention and we listen yeah there you go like we always say see you guys we're not tidings to this changer no no no, no. <laughs> no. that's my line you know what they say <laughs> oh okay 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 I'm gonna I'm let you take us to the other side then alright guys see y'all on the other side Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We are back with the Strangers Bar- Podcast. I'm so lonely. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Strangers Podcast, episode 9, where we talk about our experiences as Muslims living in the West. And you know what they say, I mean? Glad tidings to the Strangers. So before we start, I just want to say, we really appreciate all of you who are following us and who are supporting us. Uh, it's been a fun journey thus far. Yeah, shout out to you guys. Shout out to you guys. Um, but still continue to comment, like, subscribe. We, we listen to feedback. So yeah, comment, like, subscribe, engage with us. We engage back. So yeah, I mean, how you been, man? So I've been good. You know, alhamdulillah, it's Friday. Friday. But to get a nice hoop session in after this. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, I feel like because we've been kind of backtracking on the episodes, mm-hmm. we're being forced to, like, record Late, at, like, the end of the week, yeah, and now we have, what, just tomorrow to edit? Procrastination is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to get back on track. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, bear with us. Sometimes, we're not perfect. You know, we mm-hmm. have other priorities as well, so. Yeah, you know, we have our lives, you know? Mm-hmm. But we still, we still, we're still <laughs> consistent, at least. I know, I know, we'll play. Yeah, and there's, you know. Yeah. A, little, a little trip at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited, man. Yeah, California, inshallah. Mm-hmm. I hope you know I booked my ticket and left the rest to Allah, bro. Because <laughs> I had nothing else planned. <laughs> no Airbnbs, no nothing, huh? <laughs> no, nah, bro. Wow. Go with the flow mentality. Yeah, but I'm actually hyped for my mom. Yeah, me too. It's going to be... It's long overdue, you know? It's <laughs> long overdue, Allah. If it's one person that I can't wait for, it's, it's that guy, man. Mm-hmm, Mashallah. Mm-hmm. Big heart. And he deserves, he deserves what's coming from him. <laughs> Allah, that sounds like a threat, <laughs> huh? Yo. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> Just Yo, that's, that's actually mad, bro. What are you talking about my brother like that? <laughs> <laughs> he deserves what's thing. coming from him? <laughs> he, deserves, he deserves a nice, married life and the blessings that come with it. Okay? Oh, wow. Uh, but it's gonna be nice being in, in Cali. Yeah, man. 
My third time. Wow. Third time. Well, last time, I thought we went together. We went to LA. Oh, you went to, you went to San Francisco. And I went to San Fran. Yeah. And I was going to be San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. Los Angeles. It's going to be nice. I know. Inshallah. Inshallah. Looking forward to it. Me too. Um, but yeah, getting into the topic for today, we're going to talk about a statement from the Prophet ﷺ, where he said to have tawakkul and to have trust in Allah. But before that, he said, to tie your camel. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, tie your camel and then trust in Allah. Tie your camel and have trust in Allah. The way I see it is similar to like locking your door, you know, you can't not lock your door and just say Allah's gonna protect me, you know? You gotta do your part and trust that Allah will complete it for you. Yeah, so basically taking like preventative measures, you know. Okay, you can't just not lock your door and just yeah. be like, Allah's trying to add out protect or, me. Or like, or like not work and say, Allah's going to provide for me. Allah's going to provide for me, you know. Yeah, yeah 100%. It's, but you know, it's, it's crazy when you look at like the birds, they leave in the morning with nothing, no food. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the day, their bellies are full. Yeah. But for us, like we, ha- we still have to do our parts, right? Mm-hmm. We still have to work, still have to grind. Can't just yeah not work, not look for a job, and just expect you know I'm gonna chill in my home. Yeah, I know. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala provide for me. You have to do your part, and you have to do it to the utmost of your ability. But also, like in terms of, like just outside of just taking the measures to protect yourself, I feel I don't know if it's a different topic, but I also want us to get into like doing your part in terms of like actions, and then trusting in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for the outcome, mm-hmm. and even more so. It's not just about doing your part. It's not just about doing the bare minimum, but it's about doing it to the best of your capabilities. Yeah, facts. Because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Fatakullah mustaqatum." Be conscious of Allah to the best of your capabilities. Mm-hmm. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala didn't create us perfect. We're human beings at the end of the day. And mankind was created weak. So you know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, through His mercy, is not expecting us to be like the angels, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're, you're bound to fall short. Mm-hmm. So, it's doing it to the best of your capabilities. And, and that mankind is well aware of himself. Like, yeah. you know yourself best. I know myself best. Yeah. So, only you understand what the extent of your capabilities are. Yeah. You know if, you, if you've done your best, you know? And you know if you're cheating yourself. And so does Allah. Mm-hmm. So, when you make dua and you're trying to, you know, get that help from Allah, Make sure at least you, you know yourself that you're doing it to the best of your capabilities. You know what's funny? I have an actually funny story <laughs> about that. So basically, when I was uh, in finals, uh, I had a hectic schedule. Yeah. And you know when it's like you have back-to-back finals? Mm-hmm. I didn't have enough time to study for both finals. Because yeah. it was like, there was things, I think it was work, something, something was in the way, you know? But I had enough time to study for one and try my best at the other. You know, like sleepless nights and everything, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I I did good on the first one, right? Mm-hmm. The second one, I tried to pull an all-nighter and, like, study my butt off. And, mm-hmm. and you know when you pick and choose chapters you study for? Yeah. That's what I was doing because I didn't have time, you know? Mm-hmm. I just picked and choose which chapters I thought would be on the exam. Yeah. I go to the exam. I look at the exam. The same questions? I look up... <laughs> I said, yo, nothing was on it. Oh, like, so literally opposite. nothing. But I was staying up all night trying my best. Like, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I was making dua. And then I just 
Wallah, I did not know a thing. Like you're better off just sleeping. And it was, I was better off not going to the exam, bro. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I, it wasn't even multiple choice. It was numbers and math, and oh. you actually had to get it right, you know. Yeah. And I just went into it, and then I, I just, I don't even know what I put down on that paper, you know. Mm. And then I end up uh, a few weeks later, you know, you don't want to see your mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was me. I did not want to see my mark. And then, whatever, I opened up the the portal. Bro, I got a 95. <laughs> That's crazy. It does not make sense to me. Wallah, I thought he marked someone else's his exam. Yeah. And he just put my name on it because there's no way that exam was even Whoa. half of that, you know? But then I realized I can never count myself out completely when I make dua, you know? Because yeah, yeah. there's nothing that's impossible. You, you say, you know, Allah's capable of, of bringing you there, you know? I thought this was going to be a bad story, bro. Yeah, Allah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was looking, it wasn't looking too good. It was not looking too good for me. And that was the longest two weeks ever. But then I realized, I, I looked at it, I said, yeah, this wasn't me. This was Allah, bro. Like, I, I went from A to B. Yeah. He brought me the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a funny story, man. Sometimes it works out that way. Sometimes it, it doesn't. It's those things you can't explain, though. Like, mm-hmm. It's just like, I know how much knowledge I had on this exam. Yeah. There's no... Like, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. But, you know, Allah works in mysterious ways, man. Yeah, for sure. And that exam, I'll forever be grateful for. Do <laughs> you remember was, what class it was for? It was, a, it, was, it was one of the hardest accounting classes. Okay. Well, advanced accounting. So this is actually like a university class. Yeah. Like in the high school. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, subhanAllah. I was about to throw in the towel midway through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny a lot. But all, all of that comes from you, actually, you know? Yeah. Pull, I did, pulling that all night. At least trying, you know? I did not sleep for a few days. Like I was, I was, I fully examined myself, you know? Yeah. And I mean, maybe like, you know, you could plan it better like, weeks before, you know, but whatever time I did have, yeah, I, I did it to the utmost capability that I had. Yeah, but you see, sometimes it, it works in your favor like that, mm-hmm. where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going gonna, is gonna to help you and you end up having a good mark at the end of it. Mm-hmm. But it could also go the other way where you're like, okay, I made dua, I did all of this, yeah. and then it goes south. Can't be complacent. And sometimes you, you could have studied everything that was on the exam mm-hmm. and made dua and still not end up with the mark that you want. Exactly. And the thing about that is, even if you didn't get the mark, mm-hmm. Allah, you have to always trust that Allah has better plans for you, you know, when things yeah. don't go your way, you know? Because mm-hmm. when things are going your way, people get, you know, in over their heads. It's a miracle story. It's yeah. Like, oh, it worked out. Yeah, and like let's say I, I did study for it and I got good marks. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, that's all me, you know? Mm-hmm. But you're not giving credit oh, to, yeah. to Allah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So you have to keep keep in mind that whether you did good or did bad, you still have to, to be grateful for whatever result you have because Allah always has good things planned for you, you know? That's facts. You know what's crazy about that? I, uh, I was watching a video recently and it was about a guy who he got shot in the neck. And then... <laughs> that, that one left. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, let me explain it. Let me explain oh, it. We'll go from exams to, to shooting. <laughs> Trigger warning, brother. Okay, <laughs> yeah. But no, the crazy part was, I didn't know if it was a fake video, right? So, uh... <laughs> so, this guy had like... <laughs> can't even tell the story. <laughs> Man, you're on your own on this one. I'm not laughing with you. 
I'm always laughing with this guy. He kissed off. Okay, so so um, the guy it's, instead of like being grateful that you know he survived it, he was like, oh, um, he was moving like he was invincible. He's like, yo, the only people that survived this is me and fifty, and you know he's he's flexing the fact that you know he survived. That's crazy. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't need my neck. You should have shot me in the heart. So you see, you see that level of arrogance when That's things crazy. go your way is um is is crazy it's insane you know and then that's the nature of mankind right the same with Harun from the time of Musa and Fir'aun Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him everything and what did he say he said that all of this wealth that I have I got it by myself I got it on my own through my knowledge and as a result of that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused the earth to you know open up and he was swallowed by the earth mm -hmm with him and all his wealth. So you having that arrogance and, and thinking that you did it, you, like we have to understand that the outcome and the end, everything is through the will and power of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and everything you have can be taken from you in an instant mm -hmm. and things can be given to you in an instant. So always keep that in mind because you, know, you can never be too comfortable like when you have a lot, I think that's when you should be, you know, grateful. Grateful the most because it's easy to call to Allah when you're down. It's easy to call to Allah when you're sick and you're you're hopeless. But when you're healthy and you have everything, is it's easy to forget. You know, who provided it to you. So you get lost in in this world and everything that you have. Yeah. Like you know what you have can be a distraction too. So Mm -hmm. That's why you say Alhamdulillah for everything you have. And even if things are taken away from you, you still say Alhamdulillah. Because yeah. not everything was taken from you. There's people that have left in you, mm -hmm. right? That's why whenever, like, you know, I apply for jobs, and then let's say there's a job I really wanted, and it didn't go my way. Yeah. Like, my first reaction is just, you know what? Maybe it wasn't right for me, you know? Mm -hmm. You know what? Maybe Allah has something better for me. Yeah. And you know, more times than not, like, I don't even think about the job that I that I really wanted, something else does come my way, you know? Mm -hmm. So you just have to be patient. Yeah, for me, that mindset, it took a little bit of time to get there, you know, through experiences. But alhamdulillah, now I feel like I'm at a point where whenever I apply for a job, I'm not even thinking about the outcome of it. I make sure to also pray istikhara every time. Mm -hmm. So when you pray istikhara, you have full trust that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if it is good for you, he's gonna give it to you. And if it is bad for you, that he's gonna keep it away from you. Then you put yourself in the best position. I think the biggest mistake we make like, as, as humans is we think that we know what's best for us. We think our plan is the best plan, mm -hmm. you know? Like, for example, when you're looking for a job and you see all the perks of this job, you're looking at, this is what's right for me, yeah. you know? And you're so sure of it. But when, you know, push comes to shove, you don't get the job and something better comes for you, then you realize that, you know, Allah has something else better planned for you, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would say always take it with a grain of salt and just, yeah, sure, like you're, you, sh you can express interest, but don't think for sure that this is, you know, the path for you. you yeah, know? yeah. That's why, that's where istikhara comes in. Yeah, that's true. Like, istikhara is, is essential. For those that don't that's know, it's a dua that you read, you pray two rakahs and you read this dua and if you look at the English translation, you'll see why it's so important. It's like, like a, a, it's like a reach out for like guidance. It's you doing your part 
and putting the dua into work. Mm -hmm. You saying, you know what? Oh Allah, I've just I've applied to this job. Oh Allah, I'm looking to get married to this person. Oh Allah, I'm looking to have this. But I trust your judgment and I trust that whatever that you have written for me is what's best for me. So if it's good for me, then give it to me. And if it is bad for me, then keep it away from me. And that's the beauty of istikhara is like we mentioned before, we get in over our heads and we think that we're the best of planners. Mm -hmm. So yes, you made your plan. Yes, you're following through to it, but you still stop and pray those two rakahs because mm -hmm. you're showing that, you know, it's in Allah's hands. He knows what's best. Yeah. Right? And whoever relies and has trust in Allah, then, then it will be enough for him. Mm -hmm. Allah, Allah will suffice that person a lot will be will be enough for them. and that's to me the beauty of it is like if things don't go your way mm -hmm. like it's it helps my mental health when things don't go my way just to know like you know what Allah had this ram for me and he has something else better coming for me so it's like more of like a, a hope thing right? yeah yeah and, and I guess like that helps me to like cope with you know the loss of whatever I had or when things don't go my way yeah, yeah. That's my coping me mechanism. It's just Allah didn't have it right for me. You know. Mm. I actually have a story about that, but I want to come back to it because uh, I wanted to bring up a couple places from the Quran where you see like a representation of you know doing your part and leaving it to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So the first example that I could think of off the top of my head was Maryam alayhi salam. So Maryam, when she was going through labor, she said. The pain was so severe, what she was going through, in the middle of, you know, nowhere with nobody to help deliver this baby. The pain was so severe that she said, I wish I was just dead. And I wish I was something that was long forgotten. That's how much the pain of, you know, childbirth is. Mm -hmm. Even in that state, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells her, Shake the trunk of this palm tree and dates will fall out from it that you can eat from. So obviously naturally when you think about that, it's not possible for someone going through that kind of pain. Allah SWT is asking Maryam who does not have the strength to do anything. Allah still asks her, to shake that tree, and as a result, days will fall down from it. So Allah still wants her to do her part, which is shaking that tree. And as a result, Allah will take care of the rest. Allah will bring those dates to fall down from the tree. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's not by her strength, mm -hmm. because clearly she's going through it. But Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala still wanted her to do her part in order to reward her with the dates and to, to help her get through Childbirth, right? and that's 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 a, a big example to me. Where it's mm -hmm. like you know, even even when you're going through it, Allah still wants you to see effort. Mm -hmm. Allah still wants to see your effort. And then Musa alayhi salam, when Fir'aun was chasing him and Bani Israel, and they got to the sea, mm -hmm. and the people of Bani Israel they said, "Khalat, you know it's the end for us. Mm -hmm. They they got us. Mm -hmm. The sea is in front of us. It's it's game over." And then Musa salam said, Kalla, Rabbi sayadeen, that no, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with me and he will guide me. And Allah commanded Musa to strike his staff on the sea, and that's when the sea split. 
But if Allah so willed, He could have just made the sea split from the beginning, right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still wanted Musa to do the action. And then another example is from our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. During the battle of Badr, the Prophet picked up some sand and he threw it. And once he threw it, one side the eyes of the mushrikeen. And Allah he says in the Quran, When you threw the sand, it wasn't you that threw it, but it was Allah who threw it. Wow. Meaning that you did the action, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who guided that sand to reach the eyes, to reach the eyes of the disbelievers. So for you, it's upon you to still do your effort, to do your part. When the Prophet ﷺ was planning for battle, he would plan, he would, he would come up with a strategy, he would wear armor, he would protect himself. And, you know, but the outcome, you leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those are examples of like messengers and righteous people. So, you know, imagine in our cases, we got to make sure to do our part just as much as they did, right? Mm-hmm. And also when it comes to like having faith in Allah, you have to be patient because with time, your your trust can deteriorate, you know? Like, it's like when uh, Prophet ya- Yaqub when Yusuf was thrown into the well, he had full faith and trust all those years that he was going to see his son again. Yeah, yeah. So, it's easy to lose trust as time's going because you're in your own head mm-hmm. and like, you're not seeing any results. Yeah, yeah. So you always have to be patient. It could take days, weeks, even years, you know? Years, yeah, yeah. You have to have that trust in Allah. And Allah can see the trust you have in Him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just keep making the right, have trust, and Allah will do the rest. Yeah, and then the importance of like being patient with that trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is it's not supposed to falter. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to, that tawakkul, having true trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's supposed to be from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. If you put your trust in Allah, like Allah, like we said before, mm-hmm. that the one who puts his trust in Allah, then Allah will suffice. Allah will be enough for him. So it's important to like hold on to that mm-hmm. and still believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you the best of outcomes. Mm-hmm. Whether it's what you were asking for or it's something completely opposite to that mm-hmm. yeah and a sign of like a weak heart is a heart that that wavers easily mm-hmm. you know and when you have a, a good heart it's a, it's you have a, like a sort of calmness to it you know yeah in any given situation whether it's good or bad your heart is calm because you do know like that allah is you know watching over you you know yeah. that allah yeah. is, can take care of it you know so having that that's full trust, you know, when your heart is calm, when something doesn't go your way and you're you're still like at ease still, yeah. in a way, you know? Yeah, and I actually think that having, once you get to that point, because it's, it's difficult it's, as you marry heart, yeah. It's, it's a lot easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the cure to like depression and sadness is once you get to that point where like you trust fully in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mm-hmm. fully, then at that point, there's there's no reason for sadness. There's no reason to be um, depressed. There's no reason to feel the way we feel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to test all of us, right, in this world. It's not meant for it to just be a cakewalk. It's not meant. The, the trials that some of us go through are extremely, extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. And obviously, 
the people that Allah loves the most, He tests the hardest. The Prophet Muhammad did not have his mom, did not have his dad. No, his, his grandfather passed away when he was young. Khadija passed away. He buried all of his kids except for Fatima. So it's the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the most are the ones that go through the hardest of tests. And the reason he makes them go through that is because he knows they're going to be able to overcome it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you trusting and having tawakkul on Allah and having trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is knowing that all of these things that are happening, that they are good for you. Nothing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing to you is for a reason to harm you. Allah said to the Prophet that we didn't reveal this Quran to cause you to be in pain, to cause you to be in grief. It's supposed to be a mercy. It's supposed to be something that that is used for the Prophet to see that, you know, there's messengers that came before you that went through this and that. So that's, that's having that trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is so big. But it's just, like we said, it's, it's easier said than done. Right? And, it's, and it's normal to, to, you know, go through it when, when things go yeah. off, you know? Like, we're not perfect, you know? Far from it. Every action will have a reaction, right? But when the clouds start going away, you know, then you, then you have to look at it, the good in it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not easy to train yourself to do that. But that's better than, you know, going into a corner or, you know, being alone, depressed, all that. So try to understand that after hardship does come ease and find the better ways to cope with when things don't go your way mm -hmm. through, like, the stories of the prophets or through other, other people's stories, right? Yeah. But sometimes, like... You might feel like everything is just going downhill, crashing. Yeah, yeah. coming, crashing down. It happens, it happens to all of us. It's like a sequence of events, and it's just one bad thing after another. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, people, well, me too. I'm guilty of it too. I overthink. Like mm -hmm. when things are going bad, I'm I'm thinking of the worst case scenario. Yeah. When it's not actually that bad, you know. But I'm thinking of how worse it can get. Yeah. And and. It's it's hard to, to, to think. Break out of that. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to think logically when when you're in that state, right? Mm -hmm. But looking back at those situations that you were all in, and you're looking at when you felt like at the hopeless, like you're fine now. Yeah, you know everything's yeah. good now. Like it was it was the end of the world at the time, but like you're still here. Alhamdulillah, right? And and that's because of Allah. You know the answer to that problem is taqwa. Because Allah says, And the one who is God conscious and the one who has taqwa, that Allah will find for him a way out. Mm -hmm. So if you trust in Allah, if you are God conscious, if you have taqwa, if you're following the commandments of Allah to the best of your abilities and staying away from what he has forbidden, then know that Allah promises that he's going to find a way out for you. Mm -hmm. You and I, whenever like, I see something like amazing happen, thing, anytime I feel amazed, yeah. whether it's even a little thing, whether it's like basketball or or like things like getting good marks and exam, the first thing that comes to my mind is, wow, like Allah really had my back, or or wow, like this guy has Allah on his side, you know? Like the credit is going straight to Allah, you know? Yeah. You just 
completed the action. It's easy to feel like you know once you accomplish something that you did it, you know. Yeah. You're like no, I did that. That exam, I studied super hard for it. Yeah. You know, I passed it. Yeah. I did that. You know, that um, that job, I killed that interview. Yeah. You know, bro. Even non-Muslims, like whenever they get an award, the first thing they say is, "I have God to thank." Yeah, you know, like yeah. so we should get into that practice of always like bearing Allah in our in our conscience and in our minds. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and only good only good can come from that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because once you're grateful, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will increase you. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is all for your mental state as well. Right? Mm-hmm. When things don't go well for you, your mental state. If you're conscious of Allah and you know that. He has something planned. There is something there, you know. Then, then you know it's better for you mentally, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Now you just brought me back to the story that I, was, that I wanted to tell earlier. I see that. So <laughs> I will bounce off of you. But um, basically, on the topic of like wanting something so bad and struggling to like get over it. Mm-hmm. After I graduated from university, you know. I'm, a lot of a lot of us go through this, you know. Me, I, I wasn't I wasn't one of those people that like just got a job off the bat, you know. Mm-hmm. So once you graduate, it's a tough time. And once you graduate from university, it can get rough. You know, you can get in a place where like you're trying to find a job in your career, mm-hmm. and you're at that point where you're you're just thrown to the wolves. Because up until this point, your life was just kind of structured in a way where it's like I'm gonna go to school all the way to high school. Yeah. Then you get into university. But after you graduate, it's like, okay, now what, right? And you think, okay, I graduate, I'm going to get a job with my degree. But it's not as simple as that. Some people are fortunate enough to have that happen for them. But for me, you know, alhamdulillah, like, I know some people that it took them a lot longer than me. But me, it took me about a year before I got, like, a real job in my career. And subhanAllah, the way I even got that job wasn't through a resume that I had. It wasn't through my grades. It was literally someone that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in his mind to remember me. I spoke to him, to the hiring manager. Remember I told you that? What's going on on the, on the subway? The subway, yeah. yeah. Just a guy that I used to see here and there. Mm-hmm. What he said to me, subhanAllah. So he's like, listen, you're going to get a message from the hiring manager. Send So talk to him, send him your resume. He told me, he's like, I did my part. I was trying to figure out why he did that, you know, so I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I was, I thanked him obviously for it, and, and he's like, oh, don't thank me, he's like, I've seen the way you were working, how much you were grinding and looking to find a job, so he's like, all I did was, I went to my hiring manager and I told him the truth, I told him there's a guy that I see, he's eager to learn, he's eager to get a job, so all I asked him was to give you a chance at, a, at an interview, but he's like, the rest, he's like, I can't. I can't help you. He's like, I can't tell you what, what they're gonna say on the interview. Uh, and he's like, and I trust that because of the way you are, that you know you're gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. So alhamdulillah, you know I got the interview. Alhamdulillah, I got the job. And but the job was a, was a temporary position. Mm-hmm. So the job lasted a year and a half. Close to the end, they were holding interviews for the permanent. So alhamdulillah, me I was already in it, and I worked it for a year and a half, and I thought, you know, khalas, like. Once I'm in, I do this interview. They're gonna hire me over someone that doesn't have this experience. You know, like I'm already in the system. It's it's easy, right? I should be the one getting this job. And alhamdulillah, while I was working that job, 
All my supervisors were only saying good things about me. I got along with my coworkers. Subhanallah, I was doing my job. But in the end, I didn't get it. So at the time, I was trying to understand the reasoning behind it. I'm like, oh, it's because there's a new hiring manager. She doesn't like me for some reason, even though it was someone that I didn't know. I was trying to pin it on something. I was trying to figure out what was the reason behind it. And it was just something that I just couldn't give up, you know? I didn't want to, I didn't want to go back to a point where I'm like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I got to look for a job. I got to send out resumes. And I just couldn't understand what happened, right? Because I'm like, yo, there's no way someone is a better fit for this job than I was. And then, subhanAllah, so I think that same week or the next week, Malim was speaking about the seerah. And he was talking about the time where the Prophet when Abu Talib passed away. And Abu Talib was the uncle of the Prophet And although he didn't pass away as a Muslim, he was someone that was an ally to the Muslims. And he helped the Prophet so much. And you can imagine the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can never imagine that the Prophet himself wasn't making dua for his uncle to be a Muslim. But in the end, Allah chose for him not to be a Muslim. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, That you will not be able to guide those that you love, but it is Allah that guides whom he wills. And once I heard that, I truly, once I heard that, that's when I truly understood that like, the outcome, the way I wanted to be and the way I was persevering on it so bad and I was trying to understand why it didn't work out. I was trying to point the finger at something to blame. I saw that even the Prophet wasallam, something that he wanted so bad, his uncle, the one that you know he grew up with, the one that he lived under, dying as a non-Muslim, that even that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had a will for Abu Talib to be a Muslim. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm like, okay, you know what? If something's not written for me, there's a reason behind it. Mm -hmm. right? And you have to accept that that's the will of Allah. Yeah. And it's hard. It's something that's it's easier said than done. It's very hard. Nuh alayhi salam, when his, his son drowned, mm -hmm. you know what he said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He said, He said, Oh Allah, my son, he is from my family. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised Nuh that his family was going to be saved. So he asked Allah, he's like, oh Allah, my son is from my family. So at that point, it's something that he wanted so bad. right? It's something that as a human being, even though he's a messenger, as a human being, it's something that he wanted so bad. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in response, he said to him, That, oh Nuh, your son, was not from your family. So don't ask me of what you have no knowledge of. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through his infinite wisdom, Allah does what he wills. Lut alayhi salam's wife was not a believer. Nuh alayhi salam's wife was not a believer. His son was not a believer. Ibrahim's father was not a believer. And those are things that are on a bigger scale than just the stuff that we go through. Alhamdulillah, we are Muslims, right? At the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised us Jannah as long as we die as Muslims, right? So when it comes to stuff that are trivial matters, 
in the dunya, like getting a job, trying to get married to someone, you know, like something that you really, really wanted, and then not working out, you see that there's, there's, there's more to it, there's more to it than that. Wow, that was beautifully said, bro. Yeah, and you know, that famous, famous ayah, that, وَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَعَسَىٰ أَن تُحِبُّ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ شَرٌ لَكُمْ That sometimes there's something that you love so much but it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's something that you hate so much but it's actually what is good for you. Yeah. And the key part of the ayah is وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا That Allah knows and you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's best for you. No. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does. I mean, I just want to say I really like the way you incorporate like the stories of the prophets and the comparison between our lives and our, you know, our faith and their lives and what they went through. Just want to say I really appreciate that, bro. I get that. I get that from Alim. <laughs> yeah, yo, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that because Alim's timing is yeah. on point a lot. Like every time I'm going through something. Yeah. His lecture is about what I'm going through somehow. Mm-hmm. Through, through Allah, of course, yeah. you know? But that's what Malibu always says. He's like, sometimes like there's something that I want to say so bad. And yes. I want you to hear it. But the person that's there is not who he wants him to hear. Yeah. And the other way around. Sometimes like Allah SWT brings someone that he hasn't seen for weeks, months. And he's like, Allah wanted him to hear that. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's, it's still all by Allah's infinite yeah. wisdom, right? Allah Dawah, mashallah, and Allah word man. The timing is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. Speaking of timing, Allah, it's funny. Funny story is when we were doing our, our Dixie Ka little competition where everyone had to bring a topic in the lecture and you had to like face off with each other. Every, they saved uh, my lecture versus your lecture for the last mm-hmm. last part, right? And uh, so somehow in the end, like you, when it was my time to present, uh, you didn't end up showing up. Mm-hmm. He was like smoking out. <laughs> I don't even remember this. Do you remember this? <laughs> <He> did, <laughs> That's crazy. He, he did a lot. He did a lot smoke. <laughs> but so I, I seen that you weren't there. I was like, oh man, he's not here. So yeah. I, I just did a random topic off the top of my head, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, not the topic that I originally had. So it, was I like remember a, this. it was a big topic, you know. <laughs> and then uh, I guess the week later, um, he left the floor for everyone to just talk. One person to talk. The next person to talk. And then you were like, you know what? I didn't get the chance. So you go and you sit there mm-hmm. and then you were talking about a topic. And the funny thing is the topic that you were talking about to face me mm-hmm. was the same topic that I mentioned to face you. Yeah. And we literally had the exact same points. Mm-hmm. Everything you were saying, I'm like, nah, how did he know? I didn't even tell anybody. Yeah. And somehow you were literally saying my whole lecture. That's why I came afterwards and then mm-hmm. I completed your talk, your your lecture. Yeah. I completed it because I had things, a few things that you didn't mention. Mm-hmm. And it was just funny how... So yours was better, basically. No, no, no. no. I mean, I'm it. just saying, I don't mean to brag. You're not going to talk about how you lost his brother, huh? You're not going to talk about how you lost his brother. Oh, yeah, you lost my brother. Yeah, my brother carried bro, and he got put, right, and uh, he he did no, it last minute, right? No, no, no. He was lecture. put on the spot. He's got a prepared lecture. Bro, he, no, his lecture. He <laughs> told he told a tragic story mm-hmm. and and made it a huge life lesson. Okay, there's nothing topping that. There's nothing like a top that. Bro. I don't have no tragic story. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was that was funny, bro.
It's crazy how it's crazy how he duck smoke, but he sent his little brother after me <laughs> and I lost. Technically, I didn't duck smoke. <laughs> that's funny. I, mean, I actually made you look bad. Losing to someone who was unprepared. It was, it was, it was not, no, well, I think anybody would have lost. It. Anybody, you know, I knew instantly the moment he told that story. I said, "Yeah." yeah. I looked at my notes. Yeah, it's <laughs> not it. Yeah, he went before me. Yeah, he went before me. It was a, it was a hard, it was a tough uh, act so, to follow. Uh, bro. <laughs> he didn't sit down. He's standing up all the time. And he stood up. Imagine I'm sitting there, he stood up, oh, he's walking around, that's a teacher, bro. Yeah, yeah, There's no yeah, meeting sure, in him, but sure, sure. <laughs> And the funny thing is, he's sitting beside me, mm-hmm. he's like, yo, I'm not really ready. He's, you know, he's playing a mind game with me, you know? He's like, yo, yeah. man, just take it easy. I'm, I was yeah. okay, I got you. This guy's pretty heat. <laughs> the thing about D-Rose, though, like, he just knows, like, he, doesn't, he doesn't have like a perfect way of saying something, but his delivery is always and, and, he, and he speaks from the heart. Like, yeah, yeah. you know the, in the movies when they do a final speech in a TV show? Mm. That's him. Will Smith. That's what he do. Coach Carter. That's, that's Ahmad. He's Coach, yeah. Coach Carter vibes a lot. MashaAllah. His, his, he has a different different way of, different approach in the yeah. way of giving that one. But you can see it from the heart. Yeah. The emotional yeah. and yeah, I don't tap into emotion. I tap, I tap into logic. I tap into like good points, you know, yeah. nice delivery. But him is, you can't be someone that's, yeah. that's emotional. Yeah, because yeah, it gets, it really gets to you, you know. He might not have all the right things to say, but he has the right way to say it. Allah. Yeah. yeah. Going back to the story you mentioned with Prophet Muhammad, it's one thing for things not to go your way, but it's another to regret it, and that's a whole different, mm. you know, story because. To regret something is, is not having trust in Allah. Exactly. Not exactly. Trusting that and saying that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will to happen mm-hmm. was not. You know, you weren't content with it. You weren't happy with the qadr of Allah. Exactly. You look at non-Muslims and they like to live life with no regret, right? Mm-hmm. So they go all out. They do things mm-hmm. that they don't want to regret. But you have to look at it as Muslims as, I don't want to regret this. So I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, because people, they live life that with no regrets, you yeah. know, so they go off. But we as Muslims, we have to live like careful, mm-hmm. right? We have to live yeah. like we have to live in a way where we don't do anything that can we would end up regretting that leave us in a state of regret. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So I'm obviously saying okay, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna crap the the regret yeah. is a good thing part. What I'm gonna say is, well, I'm mess right now. <laughs> I'm all over the place right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to go back in. Uh, yeah, but it's good. Mind. ADHD. You just want to bring all, everything back together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's obviously it's not good to regret things because you know you're dwelling on it and it's not good to dwell. Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, you got so serious and your tone completely I'm good. changed. I'm, I'm yeah? good. I'm lying. I'm good at what I do, bro. Oh, I, I'm good at going back into character. Right? Mm. Are you prepared for this? Are you prepared for this? Okay. Yeah. It's not good to dwell. I mean, I can see it. I'm holding it in. I'm holding it in, though. I'm holding it in. Yeah, I'm holding it in. I'm holding it in. Just trying to say. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, going back to regret. It's, it's not good to dwell on it because as Muslims, you know, you're not, it's not good to, to look at the past and, and like, let it affect you, you know, with what you're going through in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had a good chin of thought. 
Allah am waffling. You really cannot remember what you asked to say. What are you trying to say? Oh man. Let me help you out. Let me help you out. So you're trying to say, like how how like the non-believers they look at they look at it as like live life with no regrets. There's no real regret in this world. The real regret is on the day of judgment. Yeah. It's definitely not what you wanted to say, huh? So let me, let no, me, but isn't the second half, half, that is your lecture now. The second half, no, the second half, I, I had no clue how, I just take credit for it. Even when it comes to, to regret, as long as you're living, bro, you have a chance to go back, right? Yeah, you know what? That's what my lecture was about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was literally about while you're still here, yeah. you know, you, you have your chance at, you know, making toba. You have your chance at redemption, yeah. whereas, you know, if you're living life with trying to live life with no regrets, you're not even thinking about redemption. It's the opposite. You're literally going backwards. You're just going to regret not living life to, to its fullest, basically. Exactly. But it's true, the real regret is on the day of judgment. Where none of this believer is going to say, oh, I, I regret my life. I wish I was just dust. I wish, you know, my life just ended at the end of the dunya, you know, because of the punishment that's waiting for them. When you regret something, when you start questioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the sense of like why did this happen oh Allah like especially when someone passes away and you say oh Allah why why did this happen to me or oh Allah why did this person die oh Allah why me like the whole concept of like why me yeah that's, that's not your saying yeah. why it's, it's, it's kind of challenging Allah in a way right it's, yeah yeah you're, you're cha- saying you had a better outcome exactly yeah, yeah, your scary. way was better than the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had it written that's scary, and people. It usually comes out when people are grieving or when they experience like the death of yeah. someone. So why this person? Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously you're not in the right mind, the mindset. But it's never a good thing to say why or how. There's there's like a thin line between like regretting and being sad and about something that happened, right? Because when you, you can be sad, you can have that emotion as a human being that like you know this just happened, this calamity. So, like, you know, I just lost my mother. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to feel sad about that. You're allowed to feel down. And what is the difference is regretting. Like, the difference is wishing or saying, oh, Allah, why did, or just questioning, just being like, oh, Allah, why did this happen? Mm-hmm. This should not have happened. My mother should not have died. Exactly. And it was right. It was right. And being okay and accepting the qadr. Is you know it's, as a Muslim, it's something that you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? Just being being happy with the good and the bad, knowing that it comes from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And in the end, well, if you truly understand that this world is just meant for a training ground, it's not gonna bother you. Yeah, it's not gonna bother you. But like everything else, it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a test. That's why Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala created us this way. We're impatient. We can't handle things not going our way. Yeah. We have some sort of pride. We hold on to things. We hold on to grudges. We can't let go. We can't accept things that are happening. But a true believer who has trust in that tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be able to, to go through it. And just to wrap it up again, and the one that has trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it will be enough for him. It will suffice him. And that's basically what I was trying to say. <laughs>
Yeah, you can take credit for it. <laughs> so, yeah, I like this episode. Yeah, I think it's a good place to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, it is. What do you think, Lewis? I think so. Thumbs up? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, how, how, how much are we at now? 108, but I'm assuming... Eight a couple, minutes. Couple, couple, couple yeah. minutes of Eight. editing, a couple minutes. Yeah, I think maybe 56 at the end. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's a good time frame. I don't know what you guys think, but I feel like that hour is like a good amount of time. I know I've seen that comment. Someone but, said they, they, they like, like the longer long. episodes. Yeah. Bill said he's not watching any more episodes. It's past an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like it's, I don't know. Like you you want to find that middle ground where it's like... Me personally, when I listen to podcasts or like lectures and stuff like that, if I see like an hour and 20, mm-hmm. part of me gets happy because like I'll... I'll watch the first half at one point. Yeah. Then the second half at another. I like longer yeah. episodes too. You like long at one point? I can't. No, I like longer episodes for that reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like half at one point. Mm. And I'm like, damn. It's, and it's the same topic too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but I think an hour is like that nice sweet spot. You know, it could be a little bit more than that. A little bit. Let less. us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know. And that's how we'll know if someone got to the end of the episode. Facts. If you guys are commenting. Yeah. So we better see a bunch of comments. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to start testing people. Yo, I love your podcast, man. Okay, what was well, your favorite episode? There you go. What's up to the latest one? The latest title. You know, I tried that on Abu. On who? I tried that on Abu. He's like, your fire podcast my episode. He's like, yo, you know, he's like, my favorite one was when you talk about the strange podcast. Oh, man. No, but you know, he actually brought up a good point. He said, I can't watch you guys for an hour. But I can mm. listen to you guys for an hour. Mm. It's like I was able to breeze through it when I like I had it like an audio. I think that's some I don't know. People no, but some like, people like people, some people, some people like, like actually watching. Yeah, I love I love watching. Like when I watch debates or like lectures stuff yeah. like that. Like and I'm working, I I put like my phone to the side and yeah. I'm like this, and when things get spicy, I'm like whoa. Because you also don't get to see like the physical. Like there's also communication that is mm-hmm. non-verbal, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard, like, for example, like when we're telling jokes and stuff like that, yeah. it's hard to listen to it. And actually take out what's going on, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, tune into YouTube as well, you know? Don't just listen on Spotify. Yeah. You know what's so funny? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, yeah, I mentioned you in the podcast. Where, where, where? I'm like, you're going to have to find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let him figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know he's curious. He's gonna watch the whole. He's gonna be so mad. He's gonna watch the whole episode. <laughs> Fifty minutes in, he's gonna be like, "Yo, you never mentioned me, you liar." <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I guess we can wrap it up here, and yeah, keep sending you guys suggestions on topics of what we can talk about, and hope you guys like this episode. And until next time, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.